All right, hello everyone, and welcome to our next episode of BYBB Rewind. Today, we're going to be looking at season six. Yes, season six, which we did in August of last year. Um, yeah, it, uh, this was just a, a couple months after season five had ended. Mm-hmm. And um, we had decided that this was going to be another all newbie season. We wanted to keep it going with. Um, fresh blood, bringing in some uh, new people to the family. Yeah, especially with us doing All-Stars and Deep Freeze, literally with just one newbie season in between, we wanted to sort of extend it, because like the fact that we did All-Stars after three new seasons Mm -hmm. was good, and I wanted to sort of keep that ball rolling. Especially if the theme of winter seasons being alumni seasons was going to sort of continue after Mm -hmm. the success of Deep Freeze, we wanted to make sure that we had enough new blood in the water. Yes. Um, so yeah, so season six, we, we did it at the end of August and it surprisingly kind of took the place of there being a fall season because it was Mm -hmm. so late in August. And the reason why we did that is because we had to go to Alberta in July for my stepsister's wedding. So, and that's actually when we were in Alberta, that's when we advertised casting for this season. Yeah. I was so excited for this one. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't wait to start, uh, finding new people. Um, little did I know this, this was hands down the hardest season to cast. Just, I don't know. People were busy. They had late, uh, late summer plans. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a, bitch finding a cast for this one. And I don't know if that's just because it's, like, the summer. Mm-hmm. So there is... Just, like, people are busy with their summer plans. Yeah. But this is kind of the main reason. Like, I never plan a season that's on a long weekend or oh, anything. Yeah. And I thought that's when people would have their plans. But maybe that's when people take off their work or this or that. Because, yeah. So because this was just... This was, like, a weekend or two before the September long weekend. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, people were really busy. So... There were, that's the thing, and we started off with a couple people that we had for sure. Yeah. But for some reason, growing beyond the three or four people that we had, it proved really difficult. Yes. Yeah. People dropping out, um, having new plans, this or that. It was kind of a nightmare. Yes. Um, but, so, uh, people that we did end up getting, um, uh, we got... To start off, like, we got, um... For a couple seasons now, uh, my friend Alana from, um, I went to high school with her. We were were really good friends. Uh, She lives right near my house uh, in Trenton. And um, she had, for seasons and seasons, had been like, oh, I really want to be on. Like, I think that this looks fun. And I think as the show progressed and, like, it got more legit and she saw all the friends I was making and stuff, she, I think she was really interested and she's such a social person. I think she wanted to be included in sort of that, in in that group and, like, meeting brand new faces. Um, And that's the thing, she just had had a baby. Mm Mm-hmm. About a year or two before. So I think this was a sort of a good way to sort of be social and uh, meet new people again and sort of re, you know, come to Toronto and have an experience because she's sort of been back in Trenton for a while. Absolutely. Yeah. And she's, uh, I will attest, she is a huge personality. Um, and uh, one that uh, possibly you would take a little bit of time to sort of get used to her and get her super dry and kind of upfront sense of humor. Yeah. It's like, she's like the female version of Travis. Because, like, people have said on previous seasons that, like, oh, like, I I didn't know what to make of Travis. I'm not sure if I liked Travis at the start. And Alana's very much the same way. It's, like, if you're not used to having blunt opinions or or even just her humor where she'll just, like, 
say what's on her mind, um, then it's like, it, it can be a little jarring, especially yeah. to somebody who's a little bit more maybe like self-conscious. Like I was when we first met, like I was, I was the quiet one and just sort of like laughed off anything that I was like, ooh, about her saying. Right. But now we throw back and forth a lot. <laughs> so, so I had Alana. Then I had uh, my friend Robin. Um, Robin had, it's funny. She was somebody that we tried to get to play season one because we were so desperate for people. Yeah. And I remember we were walking around the U of T campus on the day of uh, Aton's uh, Fringe show or something yeah. and begging her, being like, we don't have enough people. We really would like you to do this. And she was so combative. She was it. basically like, I know you need me, but I really don't want to do this. So no. <laughs> and we were like, so essentially the compromise was that like okay can you please come for the first day of season one and help me with production stuff so for the first part of day for all of day one more or less she's the camera person on Mm. season one and so you can even in the first tie vote where travis gets sent home you hear her laugh when it's revealed (laughs) that it's a tie vote because she's holding the camera so yeah, so and by the end of that day, she was like, you know, this is a lot more fun looking than I thought it was going to be. Maybe I would play on a season. Exactly. And so, like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> so with the fact that like seven seasons have gone by since that, and she saw what it had grown into and how much fun and amazing it was, she was down to play. And when she knew that Alana was in, yeah, that was she was like, oh, that'll be fun. I get to play with somebody that I knew because Robin and I also went to high school together. So Alana, we were all we were all friends, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of the thing like preseason where I was like, hey. If you can get away with not revealing that you're friends, then that'll probably work best for you. Yeah. Um, so those two, it was a solid start. Like, like I had those two sort of in my back pocket for months. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, going forward, it was, like, just trying to find other new people. Yes. Um, Miri signed on. Uh, she's also in the uh, comedy Second City improv community. Um, I didn't know her super well, but um, uh, Dahlia and Carly and Rob knew her pretty well. I think she's actually quite close with Dahlia. And uh, she seems really nice. Uh, I didn't, like I said, I didn't really know too much about her, but she'd heard good things. Uh, oh, and she's also um, close with Shehang. <laughs> I'm surprised Shehang wasn't like, don't do it! But, um... Uh, yeah, we got Miri, and Miri was on board, and she was very, um, uh, uh, she was, she was an easy... Enthusiastic about doing it. she was enthusiastic, and so we had, uh, we got Miri, um... And, oh, and if, ironically, Miri had been here once before for your con rap party. Yes. And I, I didn't really remember her from that, but it's sort of, sort of funny that she, just like Adam on season three, had been here once before. Yeah. And sort of, so, yeah, so we got Miri, and actually through Miri, she got, tried to help us get a couple more people from the con community, and, um... Unfortunately, a couple of them didn't work out, but it was nice because a couple of the con people that we that uh, we tried to get through her, whenever they couldn't do it, they actually actively tried yes. to get other people to take their spot. So there was a lot of like we really were grinding down to the last freaking Thursday before it was on the Saturday. Like trying we were to trying our nine, yeah, yeah, and. Um, so, a couple other people that we got were, um, there was Andrew. Yes, Andrew, um, who is a huge Big Brother super fan. Um, he actually does his own online, um, Big Brother that's run, uh, yeah, online through, uh, like, Facebook chat. 
called Big Brother Cheesecake. I I played on season one, um, and I, I made it to the first jury, which is, you know, about halfway, you know. Um, <laughs> but it plays in real time to a certain degree because yeah, it's like a full week it's type a, thing. Like, every round is a week, so it is a, it is a commitment, let me tell you. And also the people... S- fucking sucked on that season but anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> uh not a, uh anyway so we got andrew he uh, he knows pez he does he does his own big brother and he de- he expressed he'd wanted to do it for seasons and he just it didn't work out with his schedule so he finally it finally all lined up and we finally got andrew for a season of big brother and we were i was excited to see how he the uh, how a super fan like him would uh would do yeah and then next we got uh abby who this is the the Pez factor. He had just sort of met her at one point. Yeah, I think like Chantel, like he met her literally serving. Like I don't even think he was. Wor- I don't think he worked with Abby. And so he barely knew her. Yeah. So he just, you know, explained it to her, talked the show up as he does, and we got Abby through him, which uh-huh. was super great. Yeah, um, she seemed cool. I was I was like, oh, she's like, she's she's cute. <laughs> I, was excited, I was excited for Abby. Yeah. So um. Then two other people that we had um, that uh, for for the longest time were uh, her name was Natasha and I think she was friends with Dahlia. Yeah, yeah. no, that's the uh, other Natasha. Natasha. Oh, so this Natasha, I'm not even sure how we got. But anyway, so she was she was um, she was in the she was locked down for the cast, and then we had a guy from uh, that was friends through a friend of yours from ESA. Yeah, from high school. Yeah, he was a friend of he called his name was Kevin. Yeah, and he was a friend of a friend from somebody that I went to high school with and he was he like uh, he was super excited to play he would um uh, whenever I would message him with details or questions he would respond right away he seemed really gung-ho and excited to do this yeah however this is the thing we start to notice when it comes to people signing on for the for Big Brother is that if we're contacting them and they don't send us their um memory wall picture right away mm-hmm. or art like it's as much as you said kevin was responding but you had to bug him like three or four times to get a to, get, to a get a picture photo, yeah and I, I honestly i think i picked robin's photo for her because she kept not sending it to me <laughs> and it's, it's this thing where that starts to get in our head a bit and it starts to i feel like give an inkling of possibly people's true intentions when they're hesitant to like like all we need is the picture then you're on the then you're on the memory wall and you're playing in the season and it's like that hesitation where people don't do it and you're like okay what's the problem like either you're in or you're out like don't waste our time kind of thing and i feel like that was that was the first inkling with kevin that it was like "Mm, what's going on here natasha was the opposite she had sent stuff before it was all good Unfortunately, with Natasha, it was literally the Thursday before she had gotten a bunch of work. She's a writer, and I think her work dumped a bunch of art, dumped a bunch of assignments on her. Do that, like do that weekend or something, and she was like, "Sorry, guys, I'm fucked." And it was so it was it was shitty, and unfortunately, she didn't really help us get anyone else. So yeah, um, so that was that. Um, one thing that was planned way prior to this season even starting was that we really wanted Jackie to come back. Yes, we had uh, uh, as of the as of season five ending, uh, I had penned the hashtag Justice for Jackie, uh, just because I thought like everyone liked her so much, and she, I felt like she had so much potential, and for her to get cut first, for her to be screwed over because she showed up late, and um, to kind of not it kind of ruined her chances of surviving the first round anyway and uh, so i had penned the hashtag justice for jackie and so we always wanted her to come back for sure 
Um, so we decided to ask her back for season six. And she was more than happy to do so. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we had her on lock for a long time. So with, And so that's the thing. As the days got closer and we were sort of struggling to really even get 10 people just to have that buffer, um, we decided that, hey, okay, well, we should ask back maybe somebody else from season five that didn't make it as far. Yeah, and especially because it, it, it might give Jackie a little bit of backup because we asked, uh, when we brought vet, some vets back for season three, being Travis and Jock, we brought back two of them. So, um, you know, maybe it would have given a little bit more of a chance than if she was all by herself. Exactly. And if they're from the same season, they at least have a little bit of a connection. Yeah. So, I believe we first asked John from from season five, but yeah, he was busy. He, he couldn't do it. Um, so, uh, we ended up asking uh, Dennis. Yes. And Dennis, essentially, it, it was... I always try to think of a, like... A reason why people are coming back because on season one it was Jacques and Travis were the first two jurors and they didn't win anything. Yes. Um, so from this season it was kind of an interesting dynamic that we it was like, like, how do we connect Dennis and Jackie? And yeah. we were like, oh, um, Dennis, well, Jackie was the first one out and Dennis was the HOH from round one that got her out. Yes. And like we said in our last podcast, then like we had become a lot closer with Dennis. He'd come to a bunch of our parties. We've hung out. So like we were super excited to have him back and he jumped at the opportunity as well. Yes. So once again, a complete lifesaver. Mm-hmm. He always comes through in a pinch. Mm-hmm. So we were once again back up to full power. Um, with the Natasha dropping out, we tried. Like it was like a, it was the forty eight hours before, and we tried every single minute to get someone, and we really couldn't. So yeah. going in, we knew that we had eight people. So we essentially determined that we were going to have to do the balloon thing again. But this time, we sort of came to the conclusion after what had happened with Cassie on season two that if the first HOH got the balloon out, we would give them immunity just because it would be fair, and they were successful in. Um, in getting out, in like not voting out a human being, and letting everyone have a further experience in the game, which means that they deserve they deserve to have a further experience as well. So, yes. so that was the rule put in place for the balloon twist. Yes. So come the first day, uh, we're waiting. A bunch of people are showing up. We had instructed Jackie and Dennis to um, well arrive late, but they they weren't together because they didn't know. Oh each yes, other. we kept it a, we kept it a secret from the two from each from each of them. I think we told them that they weren't going to be alone as a returning vet, but we didn't tell them who the other person was. Yes. Just, you know, to try and keep it as fair as possible. They had, uh, I think they guessed correctly. I was like, who do you think? Dennis, he was like, I know Jackie's back. I just know it. And Jackie, I think she probably, I think they both, like, just had a feeling that the other one would be back. Yeah. Um, So, uh, we're waiting. Uh, People are showing up. Uh, Alana actually... Came the night before, so she was here already. So, so we we're just we we're just sitting around. Uh, people are waiting in the backyard. Um, Alana and Robin, I think, are the first two to show up. So, like, I, we got to like have a little powwow with them, being like, "Hey, girls, like, like, pretend like you're not friends. Like, you need to be careful with this." And it was okay for us to give them a little bit of coaching, just because they did. They were not Big Brother reality fans at all. Yeah. So we were. So all we said was, you know, it would probably be beneficial if you didn't tell everyone you knew each other. Exactly. Um, so, one by one, everyone else shows up. Andrew shows up, Miri shows up, Abby, Abby shows up, uh, and then I get a message from Kevin saying something along the lines of, hey dude, I hurt my knee going up the stairs. This morning. This morning. I don't know if I can come anymore. And I was like, you motherfucker. 
you motherfucker. You're doing this to me this morning? Like, what the... What the hell? Pulling a Luke on you. And that's the thing. There is no excuse. I think Rich had like a fractured ankle or something on Deep Freeze. And he just was like, I just smoked up a lot this morning. And like, <laughs> and like made it work or got a, he got a yeah. shot or something. Like, it, it was like, and that's the thing. Like, we always say, it's, it sucks when people haven't played before because they don't realize how much work goes into this. Yeah, and they don't know what they're missing also. But. Exactly. And like, and to cop out on the morning of is disastrous and is so 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 rude yeah yeah exactly like it really pissed me off and we were already like down like we were already going to use the balloon and now with another person dropping out we were only gonna have seven human beings being five newbies two vets and a a balloon and a fucking balloon so we were like fuck this so this season was already off off to a bit of a rough start uh with um no and with like and that had nothing to do with the people that were there or us or anything. It was just kind of like we already had – it was already a smaller season and it was just like we were already so frustrated and frazzled. Yeah. And like and like, it's so awkward when the, – the vets weren't even there yet. So literally it was just these other five people being like, is this it? Like this is it? And I remember I was like – it was – it was like, I don't know, I don't know if it was the end of the day, but it was close to the end of the day. And I remember going to the bathroom and literally having a mini freak out and like crying a little bit because I was so embarrassed. I was like, this just seems, now it's like these people are going to think that this season's a joke because it's like, there's like not a lot of people. And that's the thing. We've always said that like our big brother is a small amount of people. It's only nine. That's not a lot, but it's like, it's so that everyone's on jury and that there's not a lot of just like those beginning rounds where it's just like a majority game and it's fluffy. So when we get down to it and there's even less people, I just was just like, Oh, like this doesn't, I don't, I don't want people to think that this is a joke. And like, and especially because like Andrew was playing and like, he does his own big brother and he's finally going to play ours. And it's the season where all the stuff out of our control literally goes wrong. Um, I at least knew that like Robin and Alana weren't going to judge me, judge me based on it. But and, like, you know, we as the people who put so much work and time and effort into planning this, we're highly critical and we want we want everything to go off perfectly. The season was not a disaster by any stretch, by any shape or form. The players made the most of it and, and um, you know, brought the season to life. But um, it was just, like, off to a... We were just, like, off to a disappointing start. And that's the thing. We needed to get... Once the balloon was gone, I felt like it was going to feel more legit because the balloon's kind of an embarrassing thing. First time around, it was a bit of a joke and it was kind of nice. But this time, I was like, oh, yeah, you guys, like, first time since season two are using the balloon. So once the balloon was gone, I felt like it was going to be a bit more... um, We'd be back on track. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it's like, okay, that person's on the jury. We don't have to worry about it. We're good. And then... With the ninth player not being there, we essentially just assigned that there would be a Canada vote. We would update the live feeds as much as possible and hopefully get some alumni to show up for the finale so that we could deter that so that they could be Canada's vote and Aton would be the balloons vote. Yeah. So that there were two um that that the full set voting like seven people on the jury. Yeah. yeah. That that would be worked out. So, so, um, let's, let's, let's get to it. Yeah. So after Kevin was officially dead to us and deleted from the group, yep. as people are, yep. we moved on and we essentially, uh, we got everyone down in the basement and then we called Jackie and Dennis. They came, we snuck them around the side of the house and then they entered the living room downstairs mm-hmm. and we were essentially like, um, 
Well, this season's theme was uh, technology. Yeah. So the technology uh, on the on the Big Brother uh, house screen, there was a uh, there would be like these like technological like errors and alerts. Mm. So it was essentially like rebooting things from last season, and so that that was the first kind of twist that brought um, Dennis and Jackie back into the game. Yes. So they showed up. We reveal that, you know, Jackie went home first, and then Dennis was responsible for it, and that they would be playing with everybody else. Mm-hmm. So... So yeah, I, I it uh, yeah it was good. I think people were a little a little surprised. It definitely, it definitely threw some people off. I don't think they were expecting vets to return for the season, mm-hmm. but um, otherwise we would have five people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So um, we essentially moved to the first head of household competition. Which is raise your glass. Raise your glass as usual. Yep, we all. Uh, everyone got a cup of water. Balance it on your hand. We all took them out to the backyard and uh, played the played the competition music. And the last uh, last person standing with their cup balancing on their hand would be the first HOH. Um, this was ended up being kind of shocking because Dennis had won this, and I I kind of remember thinking that as we started the competition, being like, oh, like he could just win it again, mm-hmm. like that. Nothing stopping him from doing that. But he. It was like the second person out or something. Like he screwed up. And I remember Dahlia was Dahlia showed up because she had a wedding to go to, but she was showing up to support us and she brought cookies. Of course. And she decided to play the first HOH as the balloon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 like so Lucy, as we called the balloon, instead of Luke, we called her Lucy. Lucy was playing in the HOH competition mm-hmm. and she um I think she dropped she might have dropped first, but I don't think like Dahlia just like I don't know if she actually did it on purpose, because she was actively trying to campaign as the balloon. <laughs> but, so Dennis and Lucy the balloon are out early. Um, I was like, I was like, Mary and Andrew get cut. And so then Jackie, first time, she she dropped because she was bored. This time, she was a lot more invested in winning. Mm-hmm. So I think the comp came down to Jackie, Alana, Robin, and, and Abby. Abby. So those four girls were battling it out, and I remember that Alana just kept talking and talking <laughs> and talking, and she kept on asking Jackie questions, and then Jackie was answering the questions, and it was talking, and then her cup just fell off her hand. It was like, motherfucker. She was like, Alana just wouldn't shut up. She totally pulled a Chelsea, like when Chelsea wouldn't shut up during the final part one of the HOH in the season four. Yeah, and I, like, Alana was playing just as I expected her to. Lau, you couldn't miss her, like, just, just, uh, just, yeah, j- uh, center of attention, um, and, like, I was, I was loving it. But I, it, I don't think it was, pl- I don't think it was playing to her advantage, because, um, it, what might be wise to lay low at the beginning of the competition, but I don't think Alana is physically capable of laying low. Yeah, because then it wouldn't be her being herself. Yes. But, but, um, uh, so, so, uh, Jackie falls and it's down to the three girls. I knew Alana would do well at this one because she was a gymnast. Yes. So I knew she had good balance. Um, but, uh, she falls next and it's between Robin and Abby. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? Because Robin was not somebody I thought of as ever possibly being intention for winning a challenge. Maybe a mental one. Um, but I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, she's, she's doing good at this endurance one. Mm-hmm. And I, she's been working at a lot. So I was like... So she was like, shit, girls got it going on. So between her and Abby, it's awkward. I don't th- I think there was one of the first seasons. There was no deal struck. The, I, neither of them was trying. Nothing. No, I don't think so. Um, and so when it comes down to it, Abby drops her cup and Robin becomes the first head of household. Yeah, it was very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Um, and so this is where um, 
we actually reveal the second uh, twist of the season, where um, based on everyone's reaction to the memory wall, and um, we essentially were going to ask this question to people, but it, it would have been maybe a little too obvious. Um, so it actually worked out that when the memory wall came up, everyone was sort of commenting on their pictures. And everyone was like, oh, Lana, yours is so pretty. Like, we love your picture. And um, she was like, thanks. And that's what the twist was, is that there was um, a secret challenge for the person who was deemed to have the best memory wall photo. Mm-hmm. So Alana got that. And what she had to do was um, she would receive a special power in the game if she completed three tasks. Yes. And so the three tasks were she had to leave a um, uh, ominous message in the bathroom for all the house guests to see. She had to tell them a blatant lie about herself. And she had to get a selfie with a bunch of people. With every was player. It, was it every player? Yes. So, um, this worked out as well because Alana, I know Alana, so I essentially knew when she was, li- if something was a lie based on her childhood kind of thing. So, uh-huh. um, so she went to work really fast. I was like, I feel like she had it done by the end of the first round, which was impressive. Like, yeah. taking selfies, that is very fitting to her personality. Yeah. So, she's taking selfies with everyone. She wrote, uh, I'm gonna get you bitches on the mirror, like, uh, on a note and taped it to the mirror. Yeah. And then, um, she had told everyone that she had a twin that died in the womb. (laughs) (laughs) So, three check marks. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So, what Alana had got, essentially, was, um, it was called, it was the, um, Vito floppy disk. And what the Vito floppy disk could do was that she could use it on herself and, if she wanted to, the other person on the block, and both of them would come off the block. And this was far and away the most powerful power that anyone has ever got on BYBB. Yes. It was basically the coup d'etat from, um, that Jeff got on yes. season 11. With the exception of being able to name the replacements. But with so little people, there was only so many people that could ultimately be chosen. So, yeah. so anyway, so Alana wins that, and it kind of, like, with Robin as HOH, she doesn't really have to worry about using it at all the first yeah. round. So we sort of tell Robin about the um, balloon thing. If she chooses to get rid of the balloon, she will have immunity for the next, for the next round. round. Yeah. And, so, and it's funny because when she, she goes around and talks to people, and from what I gathered and what people were sort of saying, like, like she didn't have the greatest game pl- game face, and she was pretty much just wanting to work with the people that she liked and the people that she thought were threatening. Being the newbies, she was just like, okay, I'm going to go after, go after them. The vets. Oh, no, the vets. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. The vets, she was like, I'm just going to go after them. It's just the easiest thing. And so I think there was this little bit of, there was a little thing where she thought she was going to put up um, Dennis and Jackie. Right. She wasn't going to put up the balloon and we were like, oh, oh my god, like, I can't believe... Like, I was like, hey, I was like, I, I know if I won the first HOH and you're like, hey, you should get rid of the balloon and I'd be like, oh, if there was people that I really wanted to get rid of, I'd have been like, I don't know if I want to do that or not. Um, but with the added incentive of getting immunity for the next round, if you were able to get the balloon out, I think that was what um, changed your mind. Yeah. So essentially, I think the only close relationship um, that Robin made outside of Alana was with Miri early on. Yeah, she liked Miri. She 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 had a good she had a good bond with her. Now, like that's. A, this season has some parallels to season three in the sense that this was the season where we dropped two veterans with a bunch of newbies and the vets were um, outnumbered. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it was a very... It, it, it ended up being working out completely differently than season three. On season three, um, the vets were immediate targets um, for... Uh, and um, 
yeah, they 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 uh, turned on them basically, basically immediately. Yeah, um, this season it didn't. It wasn't really like. No, that. I feel like the newbies really gravitated towards the vets this season, and that's that just shows these are the sort of charm that Jackie has mm-hmm. and, and Dennis as well. Like that they were like super social, and like the people really gravitated towards them. Um, Robin nominated uh, Dennis and Lucy yeah. for eviction um, because she decided to go through with the balloon thing and Dennis just seemed like the bigger threat, which I think she told him during her nominations, which was kind of a Cassie-esque move in the sense of like, if you're getting rid of the balloon, why would you piss off the person Why would you piss to- off a, a, like, a strong target? Yeah. Um, you know, not what I would do, yeah. but uh, especially like alerting your tar- uh, alerting a future target that you're after them yeah. when you know they're going to stay. But, you know. Yeah. So, so um, we go into the Power of Veto competition, and it is uh, Rainbow Rollers. Mm-hmm. So, it's we bring back the swapping competition. Um, and uh, this one is a little different. It is um, bocce ball, but there are little circles on the driveway that have different point values on them. So, you had to roll your bocce ball into those circles, and uh, based on your two rolls, you'd get a cumulative score. Whoever had the lowest score at the end of each round would be eliminated, and they would pick a prize. Yep. Um, this one, I was so nervous when it started because people sucked in the first round, but people learned and got better as the competition went on. It was yes. a real learning curve, and I think it was one of the most difficult ones as well. Yeah. It was very similar to Eye of the Storm from season one, where it was like, oh, we're making these little point scores, so there was a huge amount of chance that they could just all get zeros, and that was really nerve-wracking. But, like I said, they got better and better as the comp went on. Mm-hmm. Um, believe, was Alana or Robin out first? I thought it was Robin. It might, yeah. I think it was Robin. And so this season, all of the prizes were uh, color-coded, so it was like a red prize, a red, an orange prize, a yellow prize. Um, and the color associated uh, with what the punishment or prize was, essentially. So Robin ended up getting stuck with, at the end, the red card, which was called Bureaucracy. <laughs> so she had to be taped to a chair in the living room inside the house with red, red tape. With red tape. <laughs> and she couldn't leave until after the eviction was done. <laughs> yeah. Um Alana was eliminated next. She got stuck with the orange card, which was our silly costume of the season, which was the pylon princess. So we had these orange traffic pylons, and with uh, twine, we created a little bra and a hat for her to wear. With uh, and she looked like a she looked like either like Madonna or like a Viking woman. <laughs> yeah, it was it was cute. It was cute. Yeah, it actually worked out quite well. Um, yellow was the power veto, mm-hmm. um, and green was a. Uh, Free bottle of green apple sourpuss. Yep. Blue was um, an advantage, I believe. Yeah. In a future comp. And or and then purple was the mystery box, yes. as usual. So Abby won the mystery box, um, and Jackie ended up winning the competition. Yes, the last two standing were Jackie and Andrew. Yeah. Um, in the final round, Jackie uh, won the competition. Um so Andrew picked first and he took the veto and Jackie was like mm, I, and so Jackie had the opportunity to either let Andrew keep the veto or take it for herself yes 
Um, I think it was, she just figured that with the balloon on the block, it was a done deal. No, they weren't going to vote Dennis out over the balloon. Um, and so she let Andrew, um, keep the veto because she felt like he wouldn't do it either. Yep. And she took some, a prize for herself, which was the green apple sourpuss. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they feel like she was like the first person in Big Brother history to win alcohol and actually drink it. It was like people had won like the little mini bottles in the past and not drank them. Right. Well, I think she shared it with everyone. Yes. So... Uh, Andrew wins the power of veto, and essentially, I think everyone's in agreement that there should just be this, um... Moment of unity. Moment of unity that, you know, they get rid of Lucy and they all continue in the game and have sort of fun. And I feel like this is also the round where, um... Where Andrew takes his opportunity to form a form a, an alliance, a bond with uh, the vets, Jackie and Dennis. Yes, yeah, so what had happened was, and this is always an important thing, it's funny that we don't advertise this, but... There's a, there, you can drink alcohol during the game. Yeah. As long as you don't get messy. Yeah. And so people come and they're like, oh, I didn't bring alcohol. And we have an LCBO down the street. So undoubtedly, it happens almost every season that there is an LCBO run. Yep. Alana and Robin had brought their own alcohol because they knew about the game. And they didn't go to the LCBO. And then this ended up proving to be sort of a fatal error. Because the four contestants, the four house guests that went to the LCBO, decided to create an alliance. Is this Chips? This is Chips. Uh, Jack, so the four that went to the LCBO were Jack... Oh, uh-huh. Well, actually, five of them went to the LCBO, but they, they formed an alliance when Miri wasn't there. Ooh. And I think that was because Miri was the closest to Robin. And I feel like at this point, they had already figured out that Robin and Alana were in cahoots or knew each other prior. Yes. Uh, yeah, Elena and Robin, I don't know what they were doing to sort of give themselves away, but they just sort of, whether they thought they knew each other or not, they put them together. They put the two of them together. Yeah, it was like Dennis and John the previous season. It was just like, you two are clearly together. Yeah. It might have been from week one, like everyone being like, oh, put Alana up as the other person. And, and then she, and she and Robin was like, no. Was like, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and like I said, she doesn't have a great poker face. So, Jackie, Dennis, Andrew, and Abby create this Chips Alliance. Mm-hmm. And, and I have no idea what they call it Chips. They formed it over a bowl of chips or something, something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they are going to work together going forward. Um, and that's sort of where that starts. Mm-hmm. Also, at the same time, um, so once they get back, Abby comes to the HOH room to get her mystery box. And the mystery box this season reveals... Some clues to where the last secret power of, like, there's two secret powers. The second secret power of the season is, mm-hmm. and it's the vote corrupter, uh, uh, thumb, uh, not thumb drive, um, floppy disk. This was something that I had created literally the Friday at work because we were down one person. I didn't know that we were going to need it for the second person. Um, it was essentially a vote corruptor card where that eviction would no longer take place. And we would either, if we had a, an, if we had at least not, like the balloon and eight people, there would have been a double the next week. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, with there only being uh, seven people in the balloon, the vote corruptor had to be used. Yeah. We needed a non to happen just to extend the game the extra week that it needed. Yeah. So... Abby gets the clues um, that's, that reveal where this uh, where this power is. And it's a bunch of, like, plant-esque clues that are, like, time is spelled T-H-Y-M-E. And because the vote corruptor floppy disk is in the backyard attached to one of the potted plants. Yes. Literally so obvious if you look on the backside of it. It's taped there. It's, it's about the size of a fist. 
Like, you can't miss it. Abby proceeds to read this clue and never think about it ever again. She just didn't look for it. Nope. I don't know why, but, um... But that was that. That was that. So, we move on to the Power of Veto competition. Andrew keeps nominations the same. And then we move to the vote. And everyone follows through with what should happen. And it's a 5-0. to zero And the balloon pieces out. Yeah. Such a shame. I love one of the best personalities of the season, yeah. truly. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So, um, you know, every, nobody threw a rogue vote a la veto this time. Balloon got voted out. And uh, Robin has earned herself immunity for the next round. Yeah. Which she probably needs. Yes. The next... HOH competition is called Going Viral, and it was a knockout-style competition where you would be shown about a 20-second clip from a viral YouTube video, and then I would ask a question about something that was visually or auditorily in the video. Yeah, so we showed clips like Charlie Bit My Finger, Charlie the Unicorn... Uh, The Grape Lady... (laughs) 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 Yeah. And these were really fun to make. Yes. Yes, these were super fun to make. So, we, um... So, yeah, so we get get to the comp, and, um... One by one, they're knocking each other out, and I believe the final round comes down to Miri and Andrew. Yes. And it's the Charlie the Unicorn, mm-hmm. and it's all about the three different unicorns and which one's uh, on the, like, facing the farthest right on the, the screen. Yeah. Miri dings in, gets it right, so Miri becomes the next head of household. Yes, and this is interesting. It's another, it's another newbie uh-huh. as the HOH, and one that's not super tight with the vets, so um, this could, this could could uh, be a very interesting result. Yes, and I think that there was a lot of... It was sort of the thing, once again, in this... In the talking period, in the meeting, the HOH meetings, where they were all coming in being like, Hey, Miri, you need to put up Alana. Yeah. We can't put up Robin because she has immunity. You need to put up Alana. Yeah. And Miri was like, I'm close with Robin. I can't put up Alana. So she essentially defaults to putting up one vet and one newbie. Yes. So she puts up Dennis and Abby. Yes. And I think the idea was that if noms had stayed the same, that they would vote out Dennis. Like, I think the idea was to get at least, we need to get out one vet at least. Yeah, and he was, he he just had this strong presence. He seemed like he'd be good at comps. He hadn't won anything yet, but um, I think people were, um, were wary of him. Or at least the um, noobs that weren't working with him. Yeah, so um, what was unfortunate with this was that it was like the BB gods were really looking out for, I feel like, the, the Chips Alliance because... The only one person would sit out of the next veto competition, and it was Burst Your Bubble. And it ended up being Robin. Yeah. Robin is, like, the best speller on the frickin' planet. And if Robin had been in this competition, I guarantee you she would have won it. 100%. I believe it. So, we play Burst Your Bubble, and uh, it comes down to Abby and Dennis have the two biggest words. I believe it goes to tiebreak, and Dennis wins the power of veto. And so this is where things get dicey, because essentially I think it's the full, it's like the entire Chips Alliance pounces on Miri and is like, listen, we will work with you, but you gotta put Alana up. You have to put Alana up, that's the, or else you're screwed, you're dead to us. (laughs) And so Miri, I think, buckles under the pressure of it, and when Dennis takes himself off the block, Alana goes up. Yeah. Yes. 
So, um, Alana has come to us, me since, and been like, when do I do my power? And I said, you could do it at the eviction. Yeah. Because that's, uh, that's when, like, the coup d'etat is played and this and that. So I was like, so that's when you can, uh, you know, shock everyone. And I was like, you can take yourself off. Or you could take you and Abby off. It's really up to you. And she was like, okay, okay. And she's like, I, I just really want Jackie up so Jackie can go home. And I was like, why? And she was just like, just because she's so good socially. She's like, everyone likes she's her. She's good socially and she's the other vet. I yeah. Guess. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. So, um, uh, Alana, unfortunately, goes to Abby and is like, listen, neither one of us is going home. Like, I'll kiki kiki with you. And, like, <laughs> we'll be a thing because I'm going to save you. Meanwhile, Abby's like, well... I wasn't going home anyways, so she goes and tells Andrew, and Andrew goes and tells everyone. (laughs) And so, at the eviction, this is where uh, one of our biggest quotes come from. Um, Alana stands up and goes, I'm going to be using my power, but you all knew that, didn't you? Because loose lips sink ships, Andrew. And everyone's like, oh. <laughs> and by taking herself and Abby off, Andrew and Jackie are the only two people who can take their place because Robin's immune. Yeah. So Alana and Abby come off the block. Andrew and Jackie go up. And I remember being like, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I was sad either way because I really didn't want Jackie to be out round two. And the I first also, human again. The first human again. And I also really didn't want Andrew to go because he was so invested and was so, like, he was the biggest hardcore Big Brother player there was. So I was I was bummed with, with either option. Yeah. So this is where I think we expected the vote to be tied. Yeah. Or we expected that Jackie was fucking dead woman walking because we thought that they would just gang up on the vet that was left over on the block. Yeah. So that's why when you gave me the binder and it was a three to one, that Alana and Robin didn't even vote, vote the, the same, same way. way. Yeah, it was weird. Um, so uh, Alana voted for Jackie to go because I think Alana and Robin liked Andrew. They could, they, I think they, they connected with Well, him. Robin especially. She liked Andrew and she knew how much this meant to him and yeah. like, she was like, he's such a fan so he should be able to play. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just feel bad for Miri because Miri's HOH was like completely hijacked because now two people were on the block that she didn't even nominate. The only way they could have fucked her more is if it had been a tie. <laughs> it would have been like, she would have been like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know what I would have done if it was a tie. Yeah. So, but, um, Abby, Dennis, and Robin all vote out Andrew, and that's the end of the road for him, at least for now, yeah. Yeah, and so Andrew took it pretty tough. I know that he, and that's the thing, he explained to us afterwards as well that he took it really tough because he almost won that HOH. He was almost not put in that position, and none of that would have gone down had he been HOH. He got, I mean, he he got royally twist-fucked. Yeah. Uh, Royally twist-fucked. Like, Miri didn't even put him up, and he somehow got voted out uh, from this big crazy twist. Like, I would have, like, I would have felt, I would have felt a little pissed and disappointed, too. Yeah. But Pez, Pez was there to comfort him and sort of tell him to trust the process. Yes, and, uh, trust the process. And, like, he, I I knew that he had a huge chance 
to come back just as long as he kept his head in the game. Yeah. And didn't get to... And if he didn't fuck off, because if you fuck off and you miss a bunch of stuff, it could ultimately screw you out of, you know, remembering important things. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like like I said last week, like, it's, you know, it, it's up to you what you do after you're voted out, because everyone knows that there's a comeback, so it's up to you if you stay invested after getting voted out or not. And so we just try, so we just tried to stress, like, it's disappointing, you're the first human out, you only played in two rounds, but just, as Pez said, trust the process, and as long as you keep your head in the game, you might, you, there's a huge chance that you'll come back. Yeah. So, we move into the third round, and this is where the last sort of tech twists comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, uh, the reverse week. Now, we saw this done on Big Brother Canada, and I I was very interested in doing it ourselves. I was, uh, we were one person short, which I thought could make things a little dicey when it comes to um, nominations, because essentially what happens is the house guests go into the diary room and they vote for two house guests that they want to see nominated. Mm -hmm. So there were six people, um, there were, uh, sorry, yeah, there were six people that would name two names. So there was an opportunity for there to be a tie. Yes. If everyone voted the same way. Which would be kind of a confusing thing to do. Yeah, with. we would essentially have to revote. We do survivor revote. We revote, and if it was the same, those people would become immune, and then you'd yes. have to revote again. Like, it would so, be, we would have figured it out. We would have, we would have worked it out. Yeah, yeah but we, so we were just hoping that there wasn't a tie, which there wasn't. There wasn't. Because this round proved how deep in the veterans had sunk their hooks into everyone. Yes. And I gotta say, the I'll I'll be critical of the of overall the newbies games. Um didn't quite bring it in the strategy department, I've gotta say. No no offense, but um I think this week really highlighted the fact that the noobs didn't really know what they were doing. Or they just made well, it was just a, that's the thing. Dennis and Jackie are from season five, which we said was super intense and strong. And that's the thing. Even though Jackie was out first, they came in with the season five mentality and the season six people were a lot more go with the flow. Yeah. And so the season five people, I feel like we're steering the ship. Yeah. Big time. A really strong steering the ship. Um, So we get to the nomination votes and... Everyone votes for Alana and Robin. Even Miri turns and votes for Alana and Robin. Yeah. And Alana and, and Rob- Abby, do- and obviously Abby does because she's working with them. Yes. And so, um, Robin and Alana vote for Abby and Miri. They don't even throw a vote at Dennis or Jackie. I was, I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. But, um, and like, um, and like, why Miri? Because she was a noob, she she had a connection with Robin. She like she was kind of their only hope of of, of opposing the vets and, and the vets and Abby. They might have been pissed from the previous round that she put up Alana that yeah. she came. And that's the thing. I don't know if they t- decided to even talk to her afterwards. Like it just was one of those things where the newbies weren't really chatting that much with yeah. each other. So yeah. just yeah, Dennis Dennis and Jackie were really calling the shots big time. So. Um, Alana and Robin have four out of six votes, and so they are the automatic nominees. Yeah. So, then we move into the veto competition, because we're going backwards. Uh Uh-huh. And this veto competition is called the Zingbot Olympics. I love this comp. It's so good. (laughs) I love it! I'm happy that we finally did it. So, essentially, um, you, the six players would be presented with a task, and they would have to write down on their board... How fast they think they could do that task in. 
The person who says that they could do it the fastest has to do it. And the person that says they could do it the slowest uh, is the person in danger of being eliminated. If the person that does it, it, the person that says they can do it the fastest actually does it quicker than they say they can or within the allotted time, the person who says they would do it the slowest is eliminated. Yes. But if the person that says they will do it the fastest doesn't do it, they're just eliminated. Yes. So, if you're in the middle in this competition, it's actually a you're good You're sitting spot. pretty, yeah. Yeah, you can really make it to the end of it. Um, so, different tasks would be like, you had to scramble, go through all of the um, Scrabble letters that were on the table and spell a ten-letter word. Mm-hmm. That was like the first one, and Robin did that, and mm-hmm. she killed it. Um, then there was like, uh, balancing a cup and walking down the, walking down the driveway. Yes. And then there was rolling the ball from Rainbow Rollers and getting a certain amount of points mm-hmm. in the fastest time. Uh, putting together a uh, nine-piece puzzle and finding all the pieces around the backyard. Yes. And that brought us to the final round. Uh, one by one, people were eliminated. I think Alana was first, Robin was second, then Miri, then Abby. So, the Chips Alliance, what's left of it, looking pretty... Uh, the Crumbs Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking pretty... Uh, sitting pretty... Um, it comes down to Dennis and Jackie. So in this one, it's the person, one, like, they're the only two left, so whoever does it essentially has to beat the time, their own time, and they'll win. So Jackie says that she can guide a marble through the Maze Runner's maze from season two and three, um, the fastest, like, faster than Dennis's time. I, did you know about, well, here's, you, did you know about Dennis's little, uh... Well, they were, they actually wrote down the first, the, the same time first. Because Dennis told Jackie to, did you not know No, this? I did not know this. Oh, yes. Um, so we presented the final task, which was, uh, rolling a marble through the maze. And, uh, when it's time to, um, uh, write down your time for how fast you think you could do it, Dennis whispers to Jackie, say, like... He says, like, put down put down 45 seconds or put down a minute or whatever. So, because Dennis told, they put down the exact same time. And now we're like, what do we do now? So, we decide to um, tell them, all right, both of you just do the maze. And whoever does it faster will uh, will win the veto. Oh, okay. That, yeah. That's how we did it? Yeah, that's how we did it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, they both do the maze. And Jackie... Comes out on top. Jackie does it like 15 seconds faster than Dennis. Yeah. So Jackie wins, uh, technically her second veto competition, but her first official power veto. Uh huh. And she ain't going to use it. (laughs) Not, not on Alana, not on Robin. No way. So essentially, um, the like remainders of chips and even Miri, I think are inside at one point. And they're all, uh, I think they're probably chatting about maybe who to get rid of. And Alana's outside with me, and she goes, oh, like, fuck, I went, like, there, and, like, I knew that there needed to be, like, this fucking corruption power needed to be used. Yeah. And so, this is where um, Alana had said, like, oh, I wish there was another power, and I didn't say anything, and she's like, is there? And I didn't say anything, and she was like, oh my god, there totally is. (laughs) And I was like, well, I was just, like, shrugged. And I was like, I knew her and Robin were on the out, so I was like, whatever. If she goes looking for it, I was like, Abby's clearly not looking for it. And she has a clue to where it is. And Abby didn't even tell anyone else about it, so no one else is looking for it. And I was like, and it needs to be used. Yeah. So, uh, Lana starts looking around the backyard, and she's walking around, and she's looking, and she's looking, and she's looking, and she goes, and she looks near the potted plants, and she's like, she's like, is it in here? 
And I, and I just, like, shrug, and then she starts looking closer, and that's essentially where she finds it. So, I know she, and the thing she blabbed at the end of the season was like, oh, Kevin, help me find it. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I did. But I was like, did it really matter that much? No. no. They weren't the ones in power anyways, and it needed to be used. I never thought that someone would just, like, leave the power alone. Yeah. So... Alana finds the power, and she's like, okay, well, I can definitely use it this week to save us if that's what, you know, if that's what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So, she she has the corruption card, and then we move to the HOH competition. Um, it's called Mark Your Territory, and it's essentially a giant grid of squares, and you toss a frisbee, and if your frisbee lands on that square, um, you claim it. If your frisbee lands on a square that's been claimed, it's null and void. Yeah. So, essentially, whoever claims the most of the 20... Um, cubes or squares will win head of household. Robin and Alana are on the block, so they can't compete in the HOH competition, and Miri's outgoing HOH, so she can't compete either. So the only people playing in this are Jackie, Abby, and Dennis. Fucking chips. I think it's pretty close. Um, I think all three of them do pretty well. I think it, I think it's between I think it's within one or two point difference between all three of them. Yes, um, I think Jackie actually pulled out to a bigger lead at the start, and then Dennis just sort of caught up. Yeah. By the end of the twenty, it was yeah, it was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, it was like eight to seven to five. It was eight to seven to five. Okay. Um, so Dennis wins HOH, and at, uh, uh, Jackie or not Jackie, uh, Robin and Alana are just sitting in chairs at the end of the driveway, and he just has to walk up and essentially. Vote to evict one of the two. Mm-hmm. Now, he votes to evict Robin. She's the bigger threat. Yeah. Um, she's been doing better at comps. Uh, I, it's the right call. Yes, and I feel, and she's got the relationship with Miri. Yeah. So, she, she he says that, and then Alana plays her corruption card and cancels and, the whole week. And that's the thing. This HOH competition took, like... 15 minutes to finish, and I remember Dennis was so pissed. He was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, all, all of that, that for nothing. And we were like, I know. <laughs> Welcome to and season like, six. And now you're outgoing each <laughs> away. So I was like, oh. He was pissed, and rightfully so, yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. But listen, we had to, we like, we had to change things around to extend the season and that's just that's how it works that's how it worked and he was sitting pretty anyway like yeah Yeah. so last hoh competition of the first day it was before after Mm -hmm. where we asked a series of questions about things that happened you answer before after and you get a point for each correct answer um abby gets all seven right and wins head of household and her her first comp Yes, her yeah, first comp win. Very impressive, yeah. Yeah, so she obviously, she puts up Alana and Robin. We're just doing a do-over of the previous week. Yep. Uh, it's it's kind of auto... That's the, that's the thing. With, it's a little bit autopilot. And that's the thing. I, I don't blame them for Target cause, because they've been trying to get Alana and Robin out for for like three rounds and a twist and this and that have kept derailing their plans. So yeah. I can understand why they're kind of, why they're kind of um, tunnel vision, tunnel vision about the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Alan and Robin go up and then we play in the veto competition, alumni in Wonderland. Uh huh. This was super fun. Yeah. For us. So this was a memory competition and Alan, uh, Clover and Michael Pez all, um, were seated at our kitchen table 
And they all had, like, different items um, on their head they and in their hands. Funny hats, funny glasses. We had, like, a teapot and teacups and positioned a certain way. And then there were stuff on the table that they needed to keep in mind as well. Like, the veto box was there and a bunch of, like, what, scent diffuser stuff. Yes, and what cup was, like, what colored cup was in front of all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, the point of the competition was that you got a minute to... Um, uh, keep like convert to memory everything that was happening at the table people's positions what was on the table what was inside the veto box what was in people's hands every little detail about what they saw and then after that your time would start and you would have to reposition and put everything in the right place and you would get penalties for anything that wasn't right after you locked in yeah and if there was a tie for penalties you would go to time yeah um this one was really great. A lot of people did really good. Um, I think Miri was really good. Abby was really good. But Robin is the only person to to put everything in the right place. She has, she gets one penalty for not putting Clover's arm in the right spot. But her time is enough to bump her over the edge. Yeah, and she wins the veto. And this is where uh, we got our first taste of... Dennis is very good at competitions. He's a fast runner. Um, he's pretty good with puzzles. What he's not good at... His one glaring weakness is remembering de is remembering details and, like, mental puzzles. Yes, exactly. And uh, I think he came in last at this one just because, yeah, he, I guess he just doesn't have the brain for, for um, memorization and details and stuff like that. Yeah. So, Robin wins the power of veto, and I remember she was, um, she was dealing with some personal stuff during yes. the season, and yes. so her just being there was, 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 was great, and I know that her mind wasn't 100% on the game, especially later in the day, and so she had come to me and she said, I think I should use the power of veto on Alana, and I was like, if you want to do that, it's up to you, but it's, it's like, it's, it's your game, if you think that you have a better shot going forward than Alana does then use it on yourself. And I know that there was people, I mean, the contestants saw it during the season. There was a lot of, I had a lot of one-on-ones with Robin because of this, but it was just essentially me trying to pump her up and be like, you can do this. Just keep like, do whatever you think is best for your game. Yeah. It was like, it was unfortunate because I, I do feel like Robin, um, has more potential as a player mm -hmm. and she's, she proved that she's good at comps. Um, she won one HOH and one veto. Uh, and, um, it, yeah, it's just a shame that she, that her mind was very distracted on, on life and other things going on and it hindered her from being as good as she could, as be. She could be. Yeah. So, Robin ultimately decides to use the power veto on herself and Miri goes up as the replacement nominee. No surprise. Abby, because Abby's not going to put up Dennis and Jackie. She's working with them. Yeah. So, Alana and Miri stay on the block and um, Robin is the only person. Uh, Robin obviously votes to evict Miri and uh, the other two vote to evict Alana. So, by a vote of two to one, Alana is evicted from the game, finally. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and that ended, that ended day one. Yeah. So, and, um, like, they were playing, like, people were playing the game. We, like, we were feeling at the end of day one, we were like, we were like, this is totally different from season three, where, where the, the noobs were dead set on getting the vets out right away whereas this one the vets got a lot of traction um managing to convince andrew and abby to uh, join their team and turn on the other noobs and i was like i was, I was like i think i think De i think dennis or jackie's gonna win like they've got the they've got they've got a, a little like half the noobs like under their thumb it was uh very interesting that they were able to use their um use their past experience to their advantage yeah. yes exactly so 
With day two starting, um, because of the reduced number, we decided to do the same thing we did on Deep Freeze and push the battle back one round. So that means that the first comp on day two would actually not be the battle back. Yes, would... we were going to do one more round and evict one more person. Yes. So um, the next HOH competition was the fill-up frenzy, mm-hmm. as usual, the first comp of day two. Yeah. And um, this one, I think, was pretty... I mean, you we always underestimate the girls, but this was sort of a Brandon Dean situation coming back on four. Dennis had come back this season, and he knew what to expect. So and He almost won it on season six. She hanged beat him by a, by a second, I think. Yeah. So Dennis wins the fill-up frenzy, and um, essentially... Things are just sort of going ahead as they usually would. He's sticking with Chips. He's sticking with Abby. And um, and clearly the only two people left on the outs are Robin and Miri. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Robin and Miri um, and uh, Dennis, Jackie, and Abby all play in Otev's... Um, what is what's this season? This is Otev's... Oh, Coloring Club. So all the names are written on uh, different coloring book pages that have been like ripped out of the book and thrown all over the driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another situation where I feel like uh, Dennis's previous experience... Dennis was the first person out of Otev on 5. So having that knowledge and going forward was like was was good mm-hmm. uh, doing Otev this season. So this is where it gets interesting because Otev comes down to Dennis and Miri. Sorry, and I think we kind of glazed over it, but he put up, Ro- he put up uh, Robin and Miri. Yeah, yeah, yeah I said yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he... Um, it comes down to Dennis and Miri, and Miri almost wins. Yeah. Dennis ultimately wins Otev, becoming our third person ever, third HOH ever to win the Power of Vita on that week. Yeah. 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 And so, this is where it gets interesting, because Robin, um, uh, she almost didn't show up for day two. It was, we really had to get her to come back. She had some personal stuff going on, and, um, but... We kind of, you know, we're like, please, you need, like, we can't be, we can't not have another person. Like, it would really derail things. So, she essentially was coming back and being like, oh, you know, you know, you can vote me out first. It's fine. Yeah. So, I think that that was sort of Robin's gameplay coming into day two. And so, when her and Miri were on the block, I think she was actively going to people being like, you can can vote me out. You can vote me out. And so, she had expressed that opinion to Jackie. And I think Jackie was like, okay, if you really don't want to be here, we'll vote you out. Um, and, and that's fine. Dennis, on the other hand, had sort of realized that Miri had kept coming in second at every single mental competition that had happened this season. Yeah. So Dennis really wanted Miri out. So while Robin was sort of pleading her case to Jackie, Dennis had gone to Abby and been like, listen, we need to get Miri out. She's a bigger threat. Robin's head isn't even in the game anymore, so keeping her around is, it, like, you know, what threat is she? Yeah. Um, and I feel like he probably expressed that to Jackie, too. And it's interesting, though, that Jackie didn't follow through on that. Yeah, because, uh, so after Dennis doesn't use the power of veto, mm-hmm. Robin and Mary stay on the block, and the vote comes down to a tie. <laughs> yes, and I don't know if it's that, because obviously, um... Jackie knew that uh, Dennis wanted Miri out because she was a bigger threat. So I thought it was an interesting... uh, 
I don't know if it was just to force a tie and make Dennis um, uh, 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 get more blood on his hands by personally evicting somebody, or if it was that um, Jackie didn't want to keep somebody who was not in not who was in the wrong headspace and was actively asking to get voted out. I think I think Jackie was just doing what Robin asked of her and. Um, and voting her out because she wanted because she wanted out of the game, but um, yeah. So we get down to it. Abby voted votes for Miri. Jackie votes for Robin, and we are at a one-one tie. And now Dennis must um, force the tie and uh, evict either uh, Robin or Miri him uh, personally. And so he follows through with the plan that it's like Miri is the bigger mental threat. And so he evicts Miri from the game. Yep. And Robin, Robin is still in the game, even if she doesn't want it. Like it or not. <laughs> like it or not. You're still there. Uh, yeah. So we move into the next HOH competition. And um, it is excruciating elevation. We had not. Oh, it's the comeback. Oh, wait. You're right. Yeah. I totally forgot about yeah, that. It's so, the comeback. Yes. So um, we bring back the three human beings that were voted out. Andrew, Alana, and Miri. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was this? Uh, what was this comeback comp? This comeback comp was called Eviction Encryptions, and it was all about. It was individualized. It was about each person had a slide that um, had like six symbols on it. Each symbol was related to a question that was hidden in the house somewhere. Mm -hmm. So if it was a circle, there was a card with a circle on it that said a certain question. Each question was related to a number. A number that related to that house guest. So it was like, for the, for the, say it was Lucy, the balloon. They would be like, circle, how many comps did you play in? How many rounds were you on the block? How many votes did, were, how many votes evicted you? How many house guests voted when you were evicted? So you'd be creating a six digit code based on numbers that related to yourself. Right. So that it kind of worked out that you didn't have to worry about remembering stuff that happened to other people. And I felt like that made it fair. Yes. Um, going forward, it's funny because even on No Exit, we made the comeback competition um, something that was sort of stats related. And I feel like going forward, I feel like it, I, I, I kind of would lean away from that. I like sort of skills based ones. Now, having compared the comps from seasons one, two, and three, and four, those battle backs, ver and five, the ones. And all stars. And all stars. Like, I feel like the one, uh, the the two that we do this for are season six and no exit that are their stats based comps, and I'm not sure if I love those as much. To yeah, be honest with you, that's fine. Um, but uh, it, it's a it's a good puzzle regardless. Yes. So, um, Alana, and she's just like shit talking her way through, it, being like, "I hate this. Why did you do this? I don't like this one. This is stupid." And so. Um, it, I knew it was going to come down to obviously Andrew and Miri. Miri being this mental comp queen, according to Dennis. So yeah. it's like, okay, she's really got a shot to just come back in and kind of wreck everyone's game. Yeah. Um, and then Andrew, who I feel like, as long as he remembered stuff about himself, right? If it had been about other people, he might have had a little bit of a disadvantage because he re he wasn't watching specific things for specific rounds. So, yeah. um, but in the end, Andrew um, handily wins it. Yes, yes, yes. Andrew wins it. I was rooting for. I, I was rooting. I was happy for all three of them. I knew I kind of wanted Andrew to come back just because he wanted it the most, and he got really screwed over. Miri. Um, Miri, I, like, she was so lovable and likable, but I would, like, if, but if she'd come back, I would have been very concerned for how long she'd stay in the game for. And Alana, <laughs> Alana coming back would have just been 
hilarious. But would have been riots. It would, yes, absolutely. But I just don't think she had much longevity in the game either. Yeah. So Andrew coming back was, I think, it, it was right. Yeah. It was right. So Andrew comes back and we move right into the... Um, the next stage, which, which is excruciating elevation. Yes, um, we hadn't done it since season three, and I thought that this was a good one. Um, it was a good one because whether rain or shine, you can do it inside. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it was just like I was just excited just to see a new crop do it. And now that we sort of we dealt with the trials and tribulations of the original one of an egg breaking, we kind of had a more foolproof. If your egg breaks, it's like a real egg breaking. It's out. So yes. so. It's done in two heats, and the winner of each heat face off in the final. Um, Robin and Jackie are the first two people eliminated, so it comes down to Abby and Andrew in mm-hmm. the final round. And I thought Andrew was going to win this one just because he's a bit taller. Thought he just had a bit more... I don't know. It just it just seemed like it might have been easier for a... And his fingers are probably longer than Abby's. Yeah. So I just felt like he was going to win. But... Abby blazes through. She did a really amazing job, yeah. and she wins her second HOH competition. Yeah, I was very impressed, and I was I was happy to see her. You know, uh, take one for the, take one for the noobs, even though she was working with the vets. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like this is the round where there's some dissension begins. Yeah, because with Abby as HOH, Andrew, I think, starts to sort of see that we kept both vets here. Yeah, what. Kind of what the fuck. <laughs> and his target, I think, starts to shift to Jackie. Yes. I think he gets very tight with Dennis. Yeah. Um, I, with him and Abby, I think, he, I think they're working together, but um, a little bit. But he starts to set his sights on Jackie big time yeah. with this one. Yeah. So um, I think that that's the thing. So the the chats I feel like were very interesting this round and that like you know, like who to put up and like Andrew I think wanted Jackie gone but Robin had essentially come into Abby and been like listen you need to put me up and vote me out that's the thing Robin was like there it was Chips and Robin were the yeah. final five and Andrew and it was everyone it, it was on everyone's mind whether they um, they pull the trigger on Chips and finally backstab backstab somebody in their alliance. Or they just vote out the outsider that is begging to leave the game. And I personally think that if Robin had been more in the game uh-huh. at this point, I think they would have done the. I think they would have backstabbed someone else. Yeah, yeah. I think that Ro- I think they would have kept Robin again and just sort of got rid of her final four. It would have been an easy final four vote yeah. off. Yeah. So I think that they. Yeah, I think that if Rob Robin had been more less desperate to go home, I think that things would have been a little different this round. Yeah. And I remember people on the live feeds when Abby nominates Dennis and Robin. Yeah. And I remember people on the live feeds being like, "This is their chance to get rid of Dennis because at this point it's clear he's he's won a bunch of comps. He's kind of running things. He's the more." He's kind of the head figure of Chips and of the vets, and um, he's clear like he's kind of big man on campus of the season right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, we move into the veto competition, which is called Control Alt Repeat, and this was where um, photos from day one had been uh, put in security camera boxes, four per screen, eight in total. And you had to um, figure out with you had these numbered cards. You had to put down which was camera, what, like what happened first, what happened second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Yeah. And based on how many you got right, you would, uh, and then then it would be based on your time. This comp I was super excited for. I had done a lot of uh, to make the security camera boxes. I think they looked amazing. They did look amazing. And 
I was upset that everyone severely underperformed at this. <laughs> oh, to say the least, people sucked at this comp. <laughs> this was essentially you as like a memory comp king watching everyone being like, you fucking sons of bitches. <laughs> Although to be fair, there was a very similar comp on Deep Freeze about this. And I would like I would you didn't win it yeah. I didn't I would I didn't win it and I didn't do particular I came in second but I like I didn't would not with a stellar score either so I think this is just a really hard comp yeah so um that's the thing I was I was nervous I was like Robin tried at this I didn't think she was going to because I was like if she wins the power veto what the fuck is she gonna yeah. do do you want in or out <laughs> yeah I was like unless this is her game and she's even fucking with me <gasps> um so. Everyone does it, and Andrew handedly wins it. Having been out of the game for three rounds, and he still did the best at this competition. Yep, yep. So, um, Andrew wins the power of veto, and this is the thing. If Robin hadn't been so gung-ho about going home, if Andrew had saved her from the block, Jackie would have had to have gone up. Yep. It would have been a very interesting situation. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think this is where, and so this is where, um... Unfortunately, Andrew has to sort of, I think, bite his tongue. We just got to keep things the same. Don't rock the boat just yet. And him and Jackie vote out Robin. Yes. So Robin's out of the game. She's ultimately going to leave us, and she's not going to be there for the finale. But because she experienced so much of the game, she left us a list, a ranking list of who she would vote for in the final based on how they played the game so, so far. far. Yes. So at least we had that. We didn't have to make another Canada's vote. Yes. So we had Robin's vote secured, so that was good. Yeah. Um, oh, and I believe we got a, uh, we also got a uh, jury's final word answer from her as well Before so, she left. so she was good she was clean to go yeah um and just saying that like i was so happy that robin played i was so happy with how she when she won competitions and i she's one of my oldest friends and i love that she played the game and i hope that one day she plays the game again within the right headspace because i honestly think that she would be really fantastic in the right headspace, and I and I want people to get to know her and love her as much as I do because she's really fantastic. I absolutely agree with that, mm -hmm. hands down for sure. Um, so we move into the final four. Final it's four, all the chips. It's chips, and I think <laughs> I didn't look, I didn't know of the name of this alliance until I think post season, and <laughs> Jackie didn't even know it was called chips either. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, yeah. Uh, Andrew had Andrew had um, mentioned that it was called Chips in a comment on Facebook, and Jackie, I think Jackie was like, mm, news to me that I was in this alliance and that it had the name Chips, but go off. Sure, why not? <laughs> so, the uh, Final Four HOH competition is called Live Online, and it was, um, the walls of the Big Brother house this season were covered in iconic quotes that were made in previous seasons. Mm -hmm. And it is funny that this was a comp for this season because I feel like this is the season of quotes. Yes. People made a lot of good quotes this season. Um, so it was sort of apropos that they had to remember amazing quotes from previous seasons. And just with, with Chips being the final four, I think this, I think, I really do think the final four were the four best players in the game. And the, the inner workings of this alliance was very interesting because I think nobody was safe at this point because everyone had a little inside deal with somebody else in this foursome. Yeah. And so comp wins was going to be very important because I think it was clear at this point, Dennis and Jackie being the vets from season five were very tight. And I, I, I think Dennis 
had always planned on taking Jackie with him to the final two. 100%. 100%. Uh, Andrew, I think, wanted to take Dennis. He was closest with Dennis of the final four, and he was heavily gunning for Jackie. To go home, yeah. To go home. I think he thought that he had Abby in his pocket as well. Abby was kind of in the middle, kind of nobody, kind of working with everyone a little bit and kind of no one really knowing where she was out. I think she, Abby was just looking out for herself, number one, which props, props, props to you, mama. mama. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And then Jackie, I think Jackie was, Jackie kind of trusted Abby the most and kind of knew she trusted Dennis, but she had plans of her own. Yeah, exactly. So, um, the competition's live online, and it's just about answering um, whether the quote is right or not. You use true or false. Whoever has the most points at the end of seven questions wins. Yeah. Um, Andrew, uh, being the super fan he is, wins the competition and secures himself the spot as the final four HOH, as many of our battle back people do. Yes. Um, yep. So... This is where it gets a little bit more obvious about who Andrew is at least gunning for. Like, we, now we, like, we've been referencing that it's Jackie. This round, we know it's Jackie. Yes. What he does is he nominates Abby and Dennis to lure Jackie into a false sense of security. Yes. And this is the thing. Jackie gets a whiff of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackie learns, probably through Dennis, Andrew thinks he's close with Dennis, Dennis probably blabbed to Jackie, that if, if, Andrew has it his way. Jackie will be the person leaving the competition this week. Does he have like de- because as because Andrew is HOH, he's not voting. Period. Period. So it's kind of the worst position to be in. It's it's the position that you wanted to be in several times to be like I don't want any blood on my hands. I just want to be immune and have you all deal with it. But there is something to be said for if you have somebody specific that you need to get out. Who better to do it than yourself? Exactly. And that's the thing. Andrew is HOH and wants Jackie out, but it's not up to him who goes. It's up to Abby or Dennis or Jackie. Exactly. And so what we learn here is that, like you said, Dennis was probably going to take Jackie to final two. He's not voting her out this round. No. Um, And this is where I think Jackie and Abby create their, let's do a girl-girl final two. Yes. There's never been one that haven't been the sisters. It's literally two strangers... That our women have never been the final two together. Yeah. So that's where that's created. So therefore, Abby won't vote out Jackie. Dennis won't vote out Jackie. And Jackie's not going to vote herself out. So even so, Andrew's not getting his way. This, 100%. Yeah. So I remember we weren't as in the know yet about yeah. this. So we were a little scared for Jackie this round. Because all it took was for Andrew or Abby to win the veto and they would vote her out. That's what we were in the mindset of. Yes. So... The Veto Vault is the final veto competition, as usual. And that's the thing. The inkling of Dennis not being good at mental, I think, got a little washed away in OTEV. So we were kind of like, okay, well, if Dennis wins it, Jackie's golden. If Jackie wins it, she's fine. Like, it was kind of a... we At that point, we were of two minds. Like, it's either going to go to these two or these two. Yeah. Little did we know that Abby would have kept Jackie. Um, so one by one, they come down. And Dennis goes first? I, yeah. And does... Terribly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've been that shocked at a Veto Vault performance in a long time. Did he, did he time out? No. No, he didn't time out. But it was out, like but... eight minutes. Yeah. It was close. Yeah. Um, Abby comes down and does slightly better, like six minutes or something, but still not great. And I was like, interesting, interesting. And then 
Andrew comes down, does it in about three minutes or four minutes and 40 seconds or so. Which is, it's the best time so far, and it's not bad. It's a decent time, yeah, it's a decent time. Um, And then Jackie comes down, and I remember being like, oh my god, (laughs) she's got no chance. And the competition, we're like, okay, go, and she she does it nice and melodically. Um, and just the thing we always say during the video about like you can ask us questions about the comps or this or that. We'll give you a refresher if you're like, what's this one again? Yeah, or this or that. And yeah. so she and that's the thing she asked a lot of questions and she was very matter of fact about putting her answers down. And shockingly, Jackie wins the power veto. I I was like. Oh my god! I, I couldn't like, believe it. She'd won. She'd won one official veto in one other competition where she didn't keep the veto. Yep. And this was her third. She hasn't even been HOH yet, but yep. she but she won veto vault, and I shocked the hell out of us. Yeah, that was super impressive. Yeah. So Jackie wins the veto, and so that kind of that puts to bed any chance of her going home. Uh huh. But that makes it interesting. Of the two people who are going to keep her. Are on the block now, so what does she do? And that's the thing, like, she's been so tight and buddy-buddy with Dennis. Obviously, she, they haven't had, they didn't have a choice as the two vets. Um, and, yeah, we weren't, we we weren't super in the know about Jackie's dealings with the other people yet at this point. Um, so, uh, you remember this better than me. Oh, so, she's, so we get to the, we get to the eviction. And Jackie obviously can't use the veto on anyone, so she's obviously the singular vote to evict. Yeah. She gets up and says that um, that she respects both their gameplay and that um, Jackie from season six would, uh, obviously has been working with Dennis and he's been there for her and a great ally to her, but that Jackie from season five would never forgive herself if she didn't take the opportunity and she votes to evict Dennis. Ah! It was crazy. It was crazy. We couldn't believe it. That's two seasons where the final four eviction was like ah! wild. Wild. But and even more so, before she evicts Dennis, she says, to be honest, I wish this vote could be you for you, Andrew. Yes. Because I hear that you have been spreading some spiciness about me, and I don't play like that. And it's just like, when you put that put out that spiciness towards me, you're going to get it back. And I was like, ah! Yes! So this- between that and then her voting to evict Dennis, iconic. Iconic round. Absolutely. And just the injection of flavor and spice that this season desperately needed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I mean, it was the right call. Dennis was, if Dennis was in the final two, he was gonna, like, he was playing the, the most upfront strong game, and I feel like he was on his way to winning. Truly. 100%. So, so, for Jackie to, for Jackie to pull the old switcheroo at the end, and, um, and get Dennis out was iconic and just what she needed to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and just to say about just to say about Dennis's game, like um, it, he was playing so well and and just, was so good. Like we were so, we were so happy. He was definitely in contention to win, and uh, for us to be so happy that he was going to win. Yeah, but it shows you the progression from one season to the next. His social game was elevated. His competition game mm-hmm. was elevated. He he definitely rose to the ranks of one hundred percent all star status. So, Absolutely, and that's the thing. I don't know if that could have been said after the first season, and this season definitely solidified it for sure for sure 
So, Dennis comes in fourth, joins that strong player club where he looks like you gotta get out the strong player Final Four. Mm-hmm. And you take everyone to the club. <laughs> to the bar. Take everyone to the bar to uh, have our uh, to have our strategy meeting and our uh, our talk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, how does it go? It, it's, um... It's long. I feel like people definitely credit Andrew for having a for really bringing it um, strategy wise and comp wise after coming back. Um, it, uh, but I feel like he has a detractor having been the comeback person, and also to be honest, the way that he kind his attitude after getting voted out kind of rubbed some people the wrong way. Um, and uh, he definitely turned he definitely turned it around after coming back but there's something to be said for handling your eviction uh well that um that that matters that matters it's, it's, it's attitude is everything it's the whole yeah yeah i mean it's like there's jury management and you have to do jury management even when you're a juror for a brief period of time yes yes and i feel like he did a little bit of damage to his game with the way that he took getting evicted yeah um with Jackie and Abby um, it's close. It's really close. With Jackie, uh, people credit that she was a vet, um, but barely a vet in the sense that she was. She only lasted. What she only played in one round um, on her first season, and they were like, you know, did Dennis kind of do some of her dirty work for her? Maybe, but can we put that as a? We you can put that either as a plus or a minus towards her game, and. Um, she, but she had great social game, and everybody likes her, and she's hella charming, and um, and yeah, and, and had great social game. Now with Abby, she was a little bit more um, reserved, a little bit. She kind of had a little bit of status with every single circle within the game, and um, had to, people had to give her props for that. For and sure. like her main thing was she has been HOH twice, and she has got she got rid of Robin and Alana. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. Back at the house, we were doing a part one of the final HOH competition, and this was the first season. Um, I think originally it was going to be, um, I think it was a preseason, it was going to be another endurance competition, but it was really windy. It, I remember it being really windy in the finale of season six, so mm-hmm. I changed it on the, the day before. Um, to be sort of a gauntlet-style physical competition to contrast the part two, which is always mental. Right. So part one was a gauntlet of about seven or six competitions from the season that took place throughout the season. And this was a good one because Andrew kind of got to play in stuff that he hadn't played in before. So it was like you had to do the Frisbee thing from Mark My Territory. You had to do um, the rolling the bocce ball. You had to find the Otev um, names. You had to roll the ball through the maze from the Olympics. You had to do the fill-up competition. You had to do all these things um, that had been done in previous competitions and completed all of them in the fastest time. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew proved not to be the best at the fill-up competition. And, but that's the thing. We, um, after we did the fill-up, after we did the fill-up, like, for real at the beginning of that day, um, I, I wanted to play it, uh, like, I wanted to play it again just to see, um, just for fun. And, um, 
Abby agreed to play with me because she was outgoing HOH, so she didn't get to do, get to do it for real. So Abby agreed to do it, and Andrew agreed to do it because he was out and he wanted to play in this iconic competition. So there's the three of us. Um, I won it again. Abby did pr- a, a pretty good job. And Andrew was there. Was <laughs> I don't? I didn't understand. And it's it. the whole Jacques thing. Jacques for some like it, it's the strategy. It's not just about running faster, having being taller, this or that. It's about the strategy and sort of the like hand-eye coordination of getting it in. And I guess just some people just don't have it. I guess so. And some of those small ass five foot two girls do. And so that's, it's a very it's a very different. It's you know what that just proves that. It isn't just a race competition. It's strategy. It is 100% strategy. Yeah. So that's that's good. So with that being said, part one of the final HOH, Andrew cut clocks in like eight minutes, and Jackie and Abby are so close. It's about a 20, 30 second difference, and Jackie wins part one and is advancing to part three. That's awesome. And I remember, this is where things, there was even more shifting in the alliance, because at this point, we obviously knew that Andrew would vote out Jackie, and, and Jackie, Jackie would, would vote out Andrew, Andrew. Which means Abby was sitting pretty and automatically in the final two. 100%. Um, now, what Jackie had decided was that there would be a girl-girl final two, obviously. So when Abby came out to compete in part one, I remember asking her, so like, if you win the final HOH, who are you taking to the final? And she goes, oh, Andrew. And I remember being like, oh, you shady bitch. Wow. You shady bitch. And that's the thing. Abby was looking out for herself, number one. Yes, she had come up with this agreement that she was, um, that she was working with Jackie on paper. Uh, and I think she was, I think if she had won the previous veto, she was going to vote out Dennis too. Um, and screw over Andrew because he was under the impression that she would vote out Jackie. Um, this time around, like Jackie, uh, Abby was going to flip again and take who she thought um, would have been easier to beat in the final two, being Andrew. So Abby was loosey-goosey looking out for number one 100%, which, again, respect. Yes. So we move on to part two, and it's called Burn to Memory, and it's essentially a quiz about um, where people placed in competitions, like what prize. It was literally, literally a pop quiz. Uh, based on things from the season. And for every correct answer you gave, you would get a point. And whoever had the most points at the end of 14 questions or 14 points or something would win part two and move on to part three. This is where Andrew being sort of checked out for round three and four, I think ultimately screwed him a bit. I remember um, Abby... Um, and Abby started out kind of rough in the comp and did better, and Andrew started out rough and started to do better, or started great, and then started to do rougher towards the middle. So ultimately, Andrew got 9 out of 14, and Abby got 11 out of 14, and so Abby won and would be moving on to part three, which is the jury's final words. I remember being very nervous. This was two seasons in a row. This was Amy and Andrew. Except they would be voting each other out. This one, it was like, Jackie doesn't even know that she's in, you in danger, girl. Yeah, because, uh, like, what for what Jackie knows, she thinks that she's sitting pretty as well. Because she thinks that Abby's going to vote out Andrew along with her. But that wasn't going to be the case. Yeah. And so, we asked them all the jury's questions about, um, you know, uh, A or B, whether or not they said this or that. And Jackie gets off to a one-point lead at the start. And she maintains that lead the entire game. And it's the last fucking question, or the second last question. It's like Robin's question. It's about the rat crawling across the ground. Okay. And Jackie gets it wrong, and Abby gets it right, so they're tied. Dennis's question, they both get right. 
And then it comes down to a tie break. And this tie break was the first one that wasn't in seconds. It was about how many correct answers, including this competition, were given during question and answer games. So literally that encompassed this comp and live online. So all the and before or after, right? No, that wasn't today. It was just today, and that's what I thought was going to throw them off. And and I get tongue tied during. I'm like, no, no, just today. What correct answers were given when you had to give out pat like correct answers with like paddles? Uh So the correct answer is 19, Mm -hmm. and I remember uh, Jackie wrote her answer down, and Abby wrote her answer down, and Abby wrote down 30, and then crossed it out and wrote down 20. Flipped her board around, and I said, Oh my god. And I was like, there's no way she's going to lose. Yeah. Because I was like, it's 19 and she wrote 20. Yeah. Unless 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 Jackie wrote out one. Because tiebreaker rules is if you don't go over. Right. Jackie writes down 19. And she gets it exactly right. It, I was gobsmacked. Yeah. And so, it, like, I was, like, squealing. Because I was <laughs> like, that is amazing. Yeah. So, Jackie gets it on the head, wins the final HOH, her only HOH of the season. Mm-hmm. The, but it mattered. And she obviously um, she's the head of household, so uh, um, Abby and Andrew take a seat on the block and here we go. Is this when she asked for something from you? Yes. Yeah, so we're sitting there and I'm like, okay, you guys can have a couple minutes before the eviction just to talk. But Jackie doesn't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> Jackie's like, hey, Kevin, do you have some tea? And I was like, yeah, you can have some tea. So she boils herself a nice little hot cup of tea and she decides to take her seat, take her seat in the chair as the other two sit on the nomination block. And I start recording and she's just there stirring her tea. As as the two are giving their, like, please don't vote me out speeches, right? Yeah. And Jackie stands with her cup of tea and goes, listen, I said it before, and I'll say it again. Andrew, you were shooting a lot of spiciness my way, and I told you that if you did that, it wasn't going to work out well for you. So I vote to evict Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> and us having, and like, uh, we bring the, that is iconic, and I'm so happy that you have that on film, because the me and the jury all come back, you hit play, we all watch it back, you're, um, we have the, we have Abby and Andrew sitting in the chairs, and then you pan to the right, and Jackie's just there, literally sipping tea, and I'm just like, this is, this is too much, <laughs> this is just too much. Um, so theatrics all the way. Andrew gets evicted, comes in third place, and we're. I'm super happy that he got to come back, last a couple of rounds, experience almost the entire game, mm-hmm. and make it all the way to third, and like play in the final HOH. Like, yeah, I'm glad that he got, he got his experience. One hundred percent. So. Jackie and Amy are the, uh, Jackie and Abby are the final two. And, um, yeah, this is an interesting thing because like, like Aton said, at the bar, it was super close. And if Jackie had actually taken Andrew, it probably would have been a little bit easier for her in the final. Yes. Um, and this final we'll say is not the best one. We've definitely seen like the hyper emotional one from five. And then we've seen on Deep Freeze, the really well executed, eloquently spoken, like strong finales. This one... There was a little bit of a lax quality between Jackie and Abby, but then they also had the biggest audience ever. 
Yes, we had a bunch of vets come for the finale. We had Aaron, Michelle Nash, Chantel, Pez. Joseph. Joseph. Oh, yeah. Joseph. Um, my friend, me and Michelle Nash's friend, Tanya, mm-hmm. who's a huge Big Brother fan, and I keep trying to get her on a season, and she won't do it. But uh, <laughs> Roll Tanya, the beer away. Yeah, but Tanya was there. Like, um, a bunch of vets came just for the finale. And it was really nice because it was like Aaron and Joseph and stuff. They got to see... Jackie, Jackie, like, sitting, like, all the way at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. So, they come out, and that's the thing. There was a real lax quality in both of them sort of explaining their games and and saying, you know, just the things that they did. Um, and, and and the jury essentially told them that they wanted to see, and it was like Michelle specifically, as part of Canada's vote, someone that had been on the live feeds and would get the ultimate choice, was like, hey, listen, like, we want to see more passion from you. We want to see. We want to see you really fight for it. Yeah, and that's when you sort of decided who you were going to vote for. Yeah, because I was voting uh, by myself as Lucy, and I was. It was very kind of fifty. I was. I was torn between the two of them. But yes, so Michelle stands up and she's like, "Guys, like, I want to see some fire. I want to see you fight for this win. Like, why should I? Like, I want you to tell me why I should vote for you." And Abby. And Abby says, well, she turns to Jackie and she says, you go first. And I was like, okay, my mind is made up. That's not fire. Yeah. Like, that's not hunger. That's not fire. Saying, you go first. So I was like, okay. I was already kind of leaning towards Jackie, but I was like... That that, that solidified it. That that solidified it. And that's the thing. Um, When we went to the vote and the Canada girls... Mm-hmm. Being Michelle, Chantel, and Clover. The people who had watched the game the most this season. Yes. They came in to vote for Canada. Um, uh, and I remember them all discussing it, being like, oh, I think that Jackie was slightly ahead of Abby coming into the final for us. Mm-hmm. And they were like, and based on the final, I think they did dead even, which means Jackie's still ahead in our books. So they weren't really swayed one way or another. They kind of just agreed that they liked Jackie's gameplay more. And that's essentially what caused them to vote that way. Yes. Well, and I, I did think Jackie responded to that question pretty well with her whole, like, she, she was like, well, what do you want me to, like, what do you want me to say? Yes, I'm a vet, I, but I, I'm a vet, but I only lasted one round. So I'm, like, barely a vet. And also, like, what do you want me to do? Do you, do you want me to stand up and be like, yes, I voted out Dennis. I stabbed him in the back, my number one ally. Uh, do you want me to, like, be proud of that? Yeah. Uh, like, because, like, I feel bad about it, but I did it. Yeah. And and I was kind of like, yes, I want you to be proud of it. Like, <laughs> you, like you, like, own it a little bit. But that's, but that's the thing. She, maybe she wasn't owning it and kind of flaunting it in everyone's face, but she did it. Yeah. But she did it. I will say, I thought Abby played a great in the middle kind of game and she put herself in a great position where the, in the fact that like by final four, she'd basically solidified the fact that nobody was going to vote her out and that she basically had a spot in the in the final two from final four, which was very impressive, but I just felt the the, the spice, the hunger, the fire. I wanted her to express it a little bit more, and I feel like other people did too. Exactly. So um, we get down to the vote, and uh, we have Robin's vote from from earlier, and obviously Canada. The girls decide, you decide, and everyone else votes. Yeah. Um, and so this one, I felt the need we were going to reveal the votes backwards because obviously the Canada vote and the Lucy vote would take the least amount of um, 
uh, importance unless we, they needed to be. Yes, we wanted to uh, ex- we wanted to show the actual jurors that were like there their votes like first. Yes, exactly. So um, we get to the vote and uh, Andrew votes for Abby. Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh, Dennis obviously votes for Jackie. Robin votes for Abby. Um, and Miri votes for Abby as well. And now this one was a surprise. This was surprising. I, um, at the bar, um, I felt like Miri, Miri seemed to be more on Team Jackie than Abby, but, um... I think in the end she decided to vote for Abby because Jackie was a, Jackie had already had a shot and Abby was a newbie just like her and made it all the way to the end. So that's why she voted for Abby. Okay. And then Alana voted for Jackie, which even Jackie was shocked about. And this thing Alana said, like, hey, like, we were against each other, but I like you. Yeah. So, like, that's essentially what happened there. Yeah. Like, so... Uh, so then we get to Lucy's vote being Aton's vote, and he votes for Jackie. Yep. So three three, we are tied and going go into to Canada. Canada. Yep. And this one, like you could always argue that oh, a veteran's always going to have a better chance of getting the other vets Canada vote, but none of them played with Jackie. Mm-hmm. None of them really knew Jackie, and they had just they were judging based on the the online live feeds and how they performed in the final yeah so literally that's a vote that is 100% up for grabs totally and so Canada voted for Jackie and Jackie became the winner of season 6 of BYBB I was so elated like I said like we invited Jackie back with the whole justice for Jackie hashtag and justice had been served you know Dahlia did a great job of um, being being a first jury member and coming back for a, for a for another season and making it all the way to second place and Jackie proved that you could go from a ninth placer to winning your next the very next season it was so awesome uh, she she injected so much personality and energy into the season and I really thought she came into her own on this one one hundred percent I think that she was such a great social player because if you look at her um, journey on the show she legitimately was never put on the block the only time she ended on the block was the time where Alana forced it that way yes other if that had not changed that week she literally was never nominated ever and HOH never put her up for on the block no. She had that good of a social game going, and she won comps when she needed to at the end, and I think that she did a fantastic job. I think that 100%, I said it in a previous podcast where it's like, ninth place can prove that that doesn't represent you as a player or as a person. Not at all. It just might be through circumstance. Yeah. Because she did a really, really amazing job. And that's the thing. On a season where there were production issues and people that really didn't want to, like, wanted to go home early, it it was a rough season in regards to how... You know, we just kept rolling with the punches, but Jackie made it so that there was intrigue and fire and pa- like and like spiciness and just iconic that iconic sort of cheekiness that we really really wanted. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So she's a fantastic winner for that. And that's the thing, like she won comps too. I was so happy to see her win comps. It really shows that you like you said, coming in ninth doesn't say that you are a weak performer by any means no no yeah so uh your favorite moment of the season my favorite moment of the season um 
definitely watching back that final that that final HOH with Jackie and the T and uh, and evicting Andrew with her own special flair. It's got to be that moment for me. <laughs> I love um, Alana's loose lip sync ships. Yes, that is so iconic. And like and like the way she said it, and everyone was like. <gasps> because people, she was purposely fucking with people to like say things that sounded really like like that. She was like, "I'm just trying to fuck with you guys all to make you think that I'm mad at you, but I'm not." And she, <laughs> she and she did it a second time on the season as well, where she was just like, "Thanks, guys," and everyone was like, <gasps> and she's like, "I'm just joking, Jesus." <laughs> uh, yeah, so I really loved. Yeah, uh, Alana's moments were great. Um, yeah. Favorite competition. Now this competition. That's the thing. We always talk about the production hell of the season. For me, this season had the best com- one, some of the best competitions ever. Absolutely, ever, yeah. ever, ever. Um, I really loved um, going viral. I thought that was a great knockout competition, mm-hmm. and I loved Rainbow Rollers. I loved that there was a theme and it was very colorful, and all the prizes were really great. So those were two of my tops. I loved Zingbot Olympics. I loved the round by round, uh, round by round thing. I loved that um, you know w- one person had to complete a task within a time that they set out, and just 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 the fact that it went round by round, and it was like the Olympics. It was a different uh, it was a, a different sport for each round, and the fact that Jackie won it. Um, Yeah, I love that comp. Nice. All right, so last is our PFP award for production's favorite player. So it's like, it's between Jackie and Alana. It's definitely between Jackie and Alana, for sure. I would say that Jackie, just for how far she made it, and just that, though, that final four and final three speech, 100%. I think that if it was on TV, I think people would love Jackie. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, I think just from, it's really close between Jackie and Alana for personality, but I feel like with Jackie's great gameplay, I think it takes her over the edge, and I would give it to Jackie as well. And I definitely think people watching at home would be rooting for her 100%, as we were. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of season six. Uh, our last normal season for now until COVID's done. Yeah. But our next episode will be about our next almost alumni season. Alumni-ish season. Yes. Um, called No Exit, which was done uh, before Hell Broke Loose this yes, year. Yes, it was in January of this year. Um, but thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time on our last podcast for this uh block of BYBB. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye.